Welcome to Reading the One-Year Bible Together, a daily podcast that runs Monday through Saturday. My name is Bryce Tomlinson, and I'll be joined by Sherry Atanasal, and on occasion, my lovely wife, Julie. If you don't have a One-Year Bible, you can get a reading plan at oneyearbibleonline.com. There's a link in the description of this video on Facebook, and as well as the show notes of our podcast. This podcast is recorded from Jitsi, where we do our live streams daily. Details can be found in the show notes as well as on our Facebook page. You're welcome to read out of whichever version of the Bible that you like best. We just happen to use the World English Bible because it's public domain. And as such, this podcast and its corresponding live stream are also public domain. You're welcome to download them and re-upload them anywhere that you see fit, anywhere that you think that the Word of God is needed. We feel like that's pretty much everywhere, so you should totally do that. And even if you can't, you can still hit that share button, share this on your timeline, share this on your Facebook, your Twitter feed, your TikTok, or wherever you think that people ought to be getting into the Bible. In the show notes, you'll find links to PayPal and Patreon, where you can show your support and contribute to the improving of our audio quality and the audio gear that we use to record these podcasts and live streams. Thanks for joining us, and here we go. Today is July 10th, and that means it is day 191 of the one-year Bible. And day 191, as usual, is going to start us out in 1 Chronicles chapter 9. If you would like to get turned there, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for our time together, for this fellowship, for your word and for uh, giving us this podcast and this platform and this live platform to be able to interact with people. And God, we ask that uh, you would increase our faith, that you would infiltrate us with your Holy Spirit, give us a right understanding of your word today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Today we have, uh, again, a special guest, my lovely wife, Julie. Sherry is doing VBS today, and we will be reading 1 Chronicles chapter 9, starting in verse 1. So all Israel were listed by genealogies, and behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel. Judah was carried away captive to Babylon for their disobedience. Now the first inhabitants who lived in their possessions in their cities were Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the temple servants. In Jerusalem there lived of the children of Judah, of the children of Benjamin, and of the children of Ephraim and Manasseh, Uthai, the son of Amahud, the son of Omri, the son of Imri, the son of Bani, of the children of Perez, the son of Judah, of the Shilonites, Asiah, the firstborn, and his sons, of the sons of Zerah, Jeol, and of and their brothers, 690. Of the sons of Benjamin, Salu, the son of Meshulam, the son of Hodaviah, the son of Hesanuah, and Ibniah, the son of Jeroham, and Elah, the son of Uzi, the son of Mikri, and Meshulam, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Reuel, the son of Ibnijah, and their brothers according to their generations, 956. All these men were heads of their father's household by their father's houses. Of the priests, Jedidiah, Jehoiarib, Jachin, 
and Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Marioth, the son of Ahitub, the rulers of God's house, and Adiah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Pashur, the son of Malchijah, and Maasai, the son of Adiel, the son of Jazerah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Meshelamith, the son of Immer, and their brothers, heads of their father's houses, 1,760. They were very able men for the work of the service of God's house. Of the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Hashub, the son of Azarkam, the son of Hashabiah, of the sons of Merari, and Bakbakar, Heresh, Galel, and Mataniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zikri, the son of Asaph. And Obadiah, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Galal, the son of Jeduthun, and Berechiah, the son of Asa, the son of Elkanah, who lived in the villages of the Netophathites. The gatekeeper, Shalom, Akub, Talman, Ahiman, and their brothers. Shalom was their chief, who previously served in the king's gate eastward. They were the gatekeepers for the camp of the children of Levi. Shalem was the son of Kor, the son of Abiasaph, the son of Korah, and his brothers. Of his father's house, the Korathites were over the work of the service, keepers of the thresholds of the tent. Their fathers had been over Yahweh's camp, keepers of the entry. Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, was ruler over them in time past, and Yahweh was with him. Zechariah, the son of Meshelamiah, was gatekeeper of the door of the tent of meeting. All these who were chosen to be gatekeepers in the thresholds were 212. These were listed by genealogy in their villages, whom David and Samuel, the seer, ordained in their office of trust. So they and their children had the oversight of the gates of Yahweh's house, even the house of the tent, as guards. On the four sides were the gatekeepers toward the east, west, north, and south. Their brothers in their villages were to come in every seven days from time to time to be with them. For the four chief gatekeepers who were Levites were in an office of trust and were over the rooms and over the treasuries in God's house. They stayed around God's house because that was their duty, and it was their duty to open it morning by morning. Certain of them were in charge of the vessels of service, for these were brought in by count, and these were taken out by count. Some of them also were appointed over the furniture and over all the vessels of the sanctuary, over the fine flour, the wine, the oil, the frankincense, and the spices. Some of the sons of the priests prepared the mixing of the spices. Mattathiah, one of the Levites, who was the firstborn of Shalom, the Korahite, had the office of trust over the things that were baked in pans. Some of their brothers, of the sons of the Kohathites, were over the showbread to prepare it every Sabbath. These are the singers, heads of fathers' households of the Levites, who lived in the rooms and were free from other service, for they were employed in their work day and night. These were heads of fathers' households of the Levites throughout their generations, chief men. They lived at Jerusalem. Jael, the father of Gibeon, whose wife's name was Maacah, lived in Gibeon.
His firstborn son was Abdon, then Zor, Kish, Baal, Ner, Nadab, Gedor, Ahio, Zechariah, and Mikloth. Mikloth became the father of Shimeon. They also lived with their relatives in Jerusalem near their relatives. Ner became the father of Kish. Kish became the father of Saul. Saul became the father of Jonathan, Malkishua, Abinadab, and Eshbael. The son of Jonathan was Merabiel. Merabiel became the father of Micah. The sons of Micah, Pithon, Melech, Tariah, and Ahaz. Ahaz became the father of Jera. Jera became the father of Elimelech, Asmaveth, and Zimri. Zimri became the father of Moza. Moza became the father of Benaiah, Raphiah, his son, Eliasa, his son, and Azel, his son. Azel had six sons, whose names are Azrakam, Bakari, Bakaru, Ishmael, Shariah, Obadiah, and Hanan. These were the sons of Azel. Now we are continuing in First Chronicles chapter 10, starting in verse 1. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines, and fell down slain on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines followed hard after Saul and after his sons. And the Philistines killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua, the sons of Saul. The battle went hard against Saul, and the archers overtook him. And he was distressed by reason over the archers. And he was distressed by reason of the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised come and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was terrified. Therefore Saul took his sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he likewise fell on his sword and died. Saul died with his three sons, and all his house died together. When all the men of Israel who were in the valley saw that they fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they abandoned their cities and fled, and the Philistines came and lived in them. On the next day, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his sons fallen on Mount Galboa. They stripped him and took his head and his armor, then sent into the land of the Philistines all around to carry the news to their idols and to the people. They put his armor in the house of their gods and fastened his head in the house of Dagon. When all Jabesh-Gilead heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and took away the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons and brought them to Jabesh and buried their bones under the oak in Jabesh and fasted seven days. So Saul died for his trespass, which he committed against Yahweh because of Yahweh's word, he, which he didn't keep. And also because he asked counsel of one who had a familiar spirit to inquire and didn't inquire of Yahweh. Therefore, he killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. Next, we are continuing in the New Testament in Acts chapter 27, starting in verse 21. When they had been long without food, Paul stood up in the middle of them and said, Sirs, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and have gotten this injury and loss. Now I exhort you to cheer up, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. 
For there stood by me this night an angel belonging to the God whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. Behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, sirs, cheer up, for I believe God, that it will be just as it has been spoken to me. But we must run aground on a certain island. But when the fourteenth night had come, as we were driven back and forth in the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the sailors surmised that they were drawing near to some land. They took soundings and found twenty fathoms. After a little while they took soundings again and found fifteen fathoms. Fearing that we would run aground on rocky ground, they let go four anchors from the stern and wished for daylight. As the sailors were trying to flee out of the ship and had lowered the boat into the sea, pretending that they would lay out anchors from the bow. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Unless these stay in the ship, you can't be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the boat and let it fall off. While the day was coming on, Paul begged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you wait and continue fasting, having taken nothing. Therefore I beg you to take some food, for this is for your safety, for not a hair will perish from any of your heads. When he had said this and had taken bread, he gave thanks to God in the presence of all. Then he broke it and began to eat. Then they all cheered up, and they also took food. In all, we were 276 souls on the ship. When they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. When it was day, they didn't recognize the land, but they noticed a certain bay with a beach, and they decided to try to drive the ship onto it. Casting off the anchors, they left them in the sea. At the same time, untying the rudder ropes, hoisting up the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But coming to a place where two seas met, they ran the vessel aground. The bow struck and remained immovable, but the stern began to break up by the violence of the waves. The soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners so that none of them would swim out and escape. But the centurion, desiring to save Paul, stopped them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim should throw themselves overboard first to go toward the land and the rest should follow, some on planks and some on other things from the ship. So they all escaped safely to the land. Next, we are going back into the Old Testament. We are in Psalm 8, starting in verse 1. Yahweh our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of babes and infants you have established strength because of your adversaries, that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you think of him? What is the son of man that you care for him? For you have made him a little lower than the angel and crowned him with the glory and honor. You make him ruler over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet all sheep and cattle, yes, and the animals of the field, the birds of the sky, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes through the paths of the sea. Yahweh, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Lastly, we are finishing up in Proverbs chapter 18, verses 23 and 24. The poor plead for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. A man of many companions may be ruined. 
but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time together. We thank you for this fellowship. We thank you for our podcast and for our live sessions, Lord. We ask that uh, your Holy Spirit would deal fruitfully with all of this, um, and we pray that it would go out and bear fruit for you. God, we ask that you would heal our loved ones, our friends and family with cancer, with heart disease, with uh, different procedures going on, Lord, with broken broken bones, stroke, and um, diabetes. Lord, we pray that you would heal them and restore them completely. We pray for our friends with uh, relationship issues. We pray that those marriages would be restored. We pray that those that have moved on, their hearts would heal and that they would uh, mourn the loss of their relationship properly. We pray for our young people today, Lord, that they would repent of the cares and wants of this world and that they would chase after you. We pray for our first responders that are struggling, Lord, to, uh, to get out there every day and save us, protect us, to rescue us. Lord, we pray that you would watch over them and send armies of angels to protect them. We pray that you would prosper their homes and that they would make it home safely tonight. Lord, we pray for evangelists and missionaries all over the world and in our local streets and cities. We pray that they would be um, fruitful in their words. We pray that as they sow seed, that it would land on fertile ground, that hearts would be healed and saved and brought to you. Lord, we pray for Israel. We pray that your chosen people would come to know who Jesus is, to come to know that he is the Messiah, that he is the fulfillment of prophecy, the fulfillment of the law. And uh, we pray that they would come to know Jesus before it's too late. And we thank you, Lord, for all this in advance. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, we're going to be quick and dirty here today because still dealing with microphone issues. So we're just, uh, if we interact, there's going to be a lot of bouncing around of audio. So we're going to figure it out. But uh, for now, we're just going to keep it short and sweet and just have our Bible reading. So God bless you guys. We'll be back again tomorrow around 10-ish or so-ish, or I'll be back. Uh, Julie will be at work and Sherry is doing VBS. So we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you guys. We'll see you around 10-ish or so-ish Pacific time in our live stream in Jitsi and later on on the podcast. Have a great day. Bye-bye.